welcome to the Smart Health Podcast as we continue our Lunch with Lawson mini-series. My name is Kevin Keyes, and I am joined again by Dr. Doug Lawson, CEO of the St. Luke's Health System. Hello, Kevin. It's good to be here, and thanks to everyone who is listening to uh, today's podcast. Today, we're focusing on the brain, from research into coma to technology helping our stroke patients to tips to help uh, keep your memory sharp. Yeah, that's right. An important topic indeed. And to talk about all of that, our guest today is Dr. Chathan Rao, Medical Director of the Neuroscience Critical Care Unit at Baylor St. Luke's Medical Center and Program Director of Neurology at Baylor College of Medicine. Dr. Rao, thank you for being here and welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me today, uh, Kevin and Dr. Lawson. I'm very excited to have the opportunity to share with you all the exciting things that we're doing at St. Luke's and uh, Baylor College of Medicine to improve brain health. Dr. Rao, we're really pleased to have you with us uh, here today. I understand you are taking a lead role in a revolutionary international effort to evaluate coma and find a cure. What can you tell us about it? Uh, Thank you for that question. I'm I'm just one among a group of 18 neuroscientists in the United States and Europe, and we're all working together towards a cure for coma. And we name it under the Curing Coma Campaign. That campaign was launched in 2019 by the Neurocritical Care Society. And it's the first global public health initiative to approach coma as a treatable medical condition. That's a, that's a, that sounds like a pretty amazing team and, you know, with a tremendous campaign ahead of them. So I'm really looking forward to kind of, you know, seeing, you know, what, is, what, is, uh, what you guys are able to accomplish. And I also wanted to reiterate something that Dr. Lawson said about how this campaign is truly revolutionary uh, for many medical conditions. You know, there, there's existing data and hi- that highlights how common something like that is. You know, where it occurs or who who it most frequently is affecting. But that's not the case with coma. And, and why is that? That's a that's actually a very interesting question because the incidence of coma is not readily identified. Typically, we use conventional methods like electronic records or billing courts or clinical surveillance data, and that is uh, not seen with related to coma. And that's the reason our study relied on crowdsourcing, which is we asked our family members to identify if they experienced coma. This uh, newly published study gives us first of its kind data into the prevalence of coma in the U.S. and the United Kingdom. You know, data is always key, uh, especially when it comes to understanding a medical condition and ultimately finding a cure. Uh, Dr. Rao, what did this study teach us about coma? That's a, our study was very in, interesting because we learned that, one, the prevalence of coma in the U.S. and U.K. is about 31 for every 100,000 people. The second aspect was that the acute brain injury is the cause of coma for about 258 patients and 100,000 people. And the third point was the frequency of coma is comparable to other major conditions found among patients in intensive care. Things like sepsis and traumatic brain injury have similar incidences. And finally, the most interesting point we learned was that there are twice as many cases of coma in the United States as compared to the United Kingdom. That's some pretty interesting data points. And, you know, they should uh, certainly, most certainly open up some new areas of research. I guess that's kind of the fun part of research, right, is it usually results in, well, we need to do more research. So, uh, well, what were some of the key takeaways from the data, though, and, and what happens next? Actually, there are a couple of important, exciting developments since we published this study. One is that I got funded to look at coma as a treatable diagnosis and to look at the evolution of coma in acute neurological injuries in the ICU. So I have assembled a team of uh, scientists and researchers across the globe in all the inhabitable continents. 
And uh, this is called the COMPOSE study, C-O-M-P-O-S-E, where we will be evaluating how patients recover from coma in the ICU. And this will help our researchers to study how coma patients are managed and how the treatments are variable. And our goal is to identify strategies that will improve these patients' outcomes. That's great. I mean, this is all really exciting and and hopeful information. So, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, I think we all are looking forward to seeing what comes next to help cure coma. And if you'd like to learn more about curing, uh, the Curing Coma campaign, you can visit the website at curingcoma.org. Again, that's curingcoma.org. Well, again, very interesting. And, and Dr. Rob, we're going to have to spend some more time talking about this. But um, we also wanted to talk today about artificial intelligence at St. Luke's Health and how it's helping make a positive difference for people who have a stroke. Specifically, I'd like to talk about Viz AI, and as you know, we were the first to deploy it in the greater Houston area in May of 21. More recently, it was put to use at St. Luke's Health Memorial in Lufkin and St. Luke's Health, the Woodlands Hospital. Uh, Actually, that's a very, very important uh, intervention that we have created to help our stroke patients. Uh, As you have heard the adage, time is brain. When a person has a stroke, the brain is deprived of oxygen, which causes the brain cells to die rapidly. When a person has a stroke, the brain is deprived of oxygenated blood, and that causes the brain cells to die rapidly. But when the brain cells die, they may never regain function. That's why when it comes to stroke, time is really of the essence. The sooner the patient gets care after the first symptom of a stroke, the less permanent damage that occurs to the brain. VizAI is an artificial intelligence app. What it does is analyzes the, the CAT scan and to it picks up blood vessels that are blocked that are causing stroke and instantly alerts the doctors to eliminate uh, um, the time required to treat and then also helps in determining how much brain tissue is salvageable. This advanced technology saves us about 37 minutes as compared to traditional standards of care. The stroke team often knows the diagnosis even before the exam is completed. And then this has really revolutionized our care for stroke patients. Yeah, that's remarkable. I mean, 37 minutes, that, that can make all of the difference for stroke patients. So, you know, I understand we, uh, we also connected this technology to another health system. What can you tell us about that and, and why it's important? We connected to our uh, Christus group of hospitals, uh, especially the ones, uh, the nodal center of them being the St. Elizabeth at Beaumont. What VizAI does is once a patient is being scanned at uh, Beaumont, we get an alert even before we get a call from the hospital to accept the patient. In other words, our team is prepared to take care of the patient before even the even the physicians know that they, they need to refer the patients to us. And so we are so ahead of uh, our treatment plans that our time to treat the patient has consistently been less than 45 minutes for intervention. And that is one of the more landmark achievements. And we lead, the, uh, lead that uh, particular aspect in the state of Texas. That's amazing. Well, certainly we look forward to how Viz AI will continue to improve outcomes for stroke patients uh, who seek uh, to get care at our, at our facilities. But first, uh, and really foremost, uh, it's, it's, it reinforces how important it is that people recognize the signs of a stroke in order to start that process. How can someone tell if they or someone around them is having a stroke? Stroke is perhaps one of the most common medical conditions 
in every two minutes, one person has a stroke in the United States. So it's incredibly important to recognize those symptoms. One of the most common ways of recognizing using the acronym BFAST, B-E-F-A-S-T, B stands for balance. See if the person who's affected has loss of balance. E is for eyes, check for vision loss or deviation of the eyes. F is for face, looking for an uneven smile. A is for arm, to see if one arm is weak and if one leg is weak. S is for speech, um, pay attention to uh, look for slurred speech. And T is for time, identify when was the last time the person was normal and then call 911 right away. These are the steps that can really help in providing uh, appropriate care for stroke patients in, uh, in a short period of time. Yeah, I do love a good acronym. And actually, I have a kind of a follow-up question to it. Do all of them need to happen? Or could you maybe just see one of those happening? It could be a combination of any of those symptoms that can uh, result, that can that stroke can affect. It depends just on the part of the brain that has been affected. So that's a great question. Yeah. Now, like I said, I do love a good acronym, especially one that is easy to remember and makes a real simple connection back to the topic. So that's BFAST, uh, and it's a good way to remember those common stroke symptoms. So thank you for that, Dr. Rao. Uh, speaking of remembering, how can we keep our brain healthy and memory sharp? United States is undergoing a big transformation in terms of its uh, demographics. As we see more people uh, in the aging group, it's really important to keep our memory sharp because you know diseases like Alzheimer's are getting more prevalent. So here are some of the quick tips we can do to help or stem the process of memory loss. One is challenge your brain. Your brain is adaptive. Learn a new skill, read new books, or play games like crossword, puzzles, or Sudoku. Spend time with your friends. Socializing, talking, especially in the holiday seasons with other people can help keep your memory sharper and then give you a better longevity. Work, exercise into your daily routine. A 30 minutes exercise is incredibly important. Not only does it help uh, your body, it also helps your brain to stay in shape. And having a very good balanced diet uh, keep your, helps keep your memory sharp. And especially the Mediterranean diet with fish and olive oil and more of vegetables. And get a good night's sleep. Uh, let your brain recover from a day long with a good night's sleep. These, these could be some of the uh, tips that we can use to help um, keep our memory active and sharp. Dr. Rao, thank you for sharing that really great information uh, with all of our listeners. But before we wrap up uh, the episode, I want to mention that St. Luke's Health, the Woodlands Hospital, and Baylor St. Luke's Medical Center were both recently recognized for their commitment to providing high-quality stroke care. In fact, Baylor St. Luke's Medical Center is the only hospital in Houston uh, to receive this recognition. Yeah, that's right, and uh, something we are definitely proud of. Of course, Dr. Lawson is talking about the American Heart Association's Gold Plus Get With the Guidelines Stroke Quality Achievement Award, and it, it recognizes commitment to ensuring stroke patients receive the most appropriate treatment according to Uh, nationally recognized research-based guidelines and ultimately leading uh, to more lives uh, being saved and reduced disability. Yeah, additionally, I want to point that St. Luke's uh, Health, the Woodlands Hospital, earned another recognition for providing quality stroke care with designation as a comprehensive level one stroke facility by the Texas Department of State and uh, Health Services. These recognitions really speak to our neurological team's dedication to the treatment of patients with uh, neurological diseases. Uh, We pride ourselves on patient-centered care and treatment of the most complex conditions under a very supportive leadership. Yeah, yeah, we most certainly do. And 
Well, that does it for another episode of the Smart Health Podcast. Thank you to our guest, Dr. Rao, Medical Director of the Neuroscience Critical Care Unit at Baylor St. Luke's Medical Center and the Program Director of Neurology at Baylor College of Medicine. Well, as always, thank you listeners for tuning in. Uh, Please don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. And for Dr. Doug Lawson, I'm Kevin Keyes. Have a good day and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you.